The Commands of the Apostles 90. Wage Vigorous Spiritual Warfare Few commands give such wide berth to a diversity of interpretations as this. How do we define spiritual warfare? The question is complex and raises a multitude of scripturally entangling conundrums that are not simple to resolve. Is the warfare demanded of Christians a full-scale onslaught against the societal godlessness that characterizes the world we live in? Are we to wage war against loss of individual freedoms, progressivism, homosexuality, immorality, relativism, abortion, and other so-called sins of the world by activism in the world's events and affairs? Or are we to read this command in the context of demonology? Most of modernism considers Satan a myth and demons an imaginary anachronism perpetuated by cultural superstition. Even modern thinking Christians tend to pass over the demon-possession passages of the New Testament with a wink and a nod. For others, however, battling against Satan in the name and power of Jesus, breaking strongholds, standing against principalities in the heavenlies, and casting out demons within others and themselves is as real in their daily walk of faith as breathing. Others read spiritual warfare as vigorous prayer, and term those active in this fight prayer warriors. Paul also speaks of the warfare of apologetics, of battling untruth in the arena of ideas, contending and arguing for the faith against the falsehoods of the world. Still others view the necessary warfare as entirely personal, battling against sin within myself in the inner and very individual war that Paul describes in Romans 7. So we will all seek to obey this command in different ways. But however we read Paul's marching orders, it is clear he is talking about a real war being waged invisibly about us. It is a war that requires specialized weapons. These Paul specifies as the armor of God. He identifies its components, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. One look at these weapons tells us clearly that it is not a worldly war. It cannot be waged in the political or cultural arena. These weapons exist in another realm altogether. We will never succeed in legislating the gospel of Jesus Christ. Trying to use the world's methods and systems to transform the world's values will always fail. Our warfare lies elsewhere than in spiritualizing the world into a better place. This Paul makes abundantly clear. For though we live in the world, we are not carrying on a worldly war, he writes to the Corinthians. For the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 and 4. To the Ephesians he adds, For we are not contending against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Ephesians 6.12 
It behooves us, therefore, to read the spiritual warfare commands of the New Testament very personally. Acknowledging oneself a Christian requires the recognition that we have enlisted as soldiers in a war. How you and I define our own calling within that battle may vary widely, but we cannot harbor the illusion that we can coast along in the current of modernism and worldliness and still really be a Christian in the full sense of what the word means. Paul does not leave that option open to us. We are at war against everything the world stands for. We are either in the world's army or Christ's. Cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Romans 13.12 I do not want you to be partners with demons. 1 Corinthians 10.20 Give no opportunity to the devil. Ephesians 4.27 Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we are not contending against flesh and blood, but against principalities against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand. Stand, therefore. Ephesians 6, verses 10-14 through 14. Wage the good warfare. Fight the good fight of faith. 1 Timothy 1.18 and 6.12 Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. James 4.7 Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith. 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9 From the Commands of the Apostles by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball more information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com. Visit Amazon to purchase the Commands of the Apostles and other books by Michael Phillips.